0: Let me tell you about rough greens. You got a picky eater. I get it. I get it. Uh, my dog is a picky eater. Does not like to eat unless I put rough greens on it. Once I put rough greens on it, he's fine. He eats. He's great. So try getting your dog to eat and eat something really healthy. You just sprinkle this on this is nutrients. You sprinkle on the food. Um, and it's at roughgreens.com slash back ruffgreens.com slash back uh, call 833 Glen 33 you'll get your uh, your first trial bag for free roughgreens.com slash back all right you sick twisted freak uh, we've got uh, the final hour of the show coming up Return of the Gods with Jonathan Kahn an amazing book an amazing book he has diagnosed the problem uh, and has some solutions as well. All that coming up.
1: What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and
0: enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello America, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Well, it is Good Friday, I'm sorry, not Good Friday, it is uh, Passover, uh, celebrated by millions last night, and tomorrow is Good Friday, Easter weekend. This is a, a week of miracles and boy could we use one. I truly believe we have to adopt the 12-step program. If we're gonna get out of this, we have to first admit we have a problem, then admit uh, all the answers that we come up with are really bad. I'm powerless over this. Uh, I'm gonna find a higher power and uh, do his will, okay? That's, uh, that's kind of the beginning of getting better. We have a problem because we are a covenanted nation. We made covenants at the founding of our nation, and we not only have violated, uh, violated those covenants with God, we have thumbed our nose at Him, and, and much, much worse. And Nietzsche said, you've chased God out. Well, God is dead, really, Germany? What are you gonna replace it with? And you saw what they replaced it with. We're going down that same road right now. A guy who I think has this whole thing nailed down is Jonathan Kahn. He's got a great book out called The Return of the Gods. He's nailed it and he's gonna show it to us in 60 seconds. Michael writes in, he's a listener, he said, "Um, I've been working with Thea at American Financing since we made the decision to refi. She has been such a help since day one, answering all of my questions and believe me, I had her on the phone a lot. She returned every single one of my calls. My emails were answered really quickly. I wonder if she, is she actually working there all the time? Is she chained to her desk? It has allowed me to rest easy knowing that progress is being made friend of mine started his refinancing process a month before us. We close tomorrow. He decided to go with American Financing as well, and he's starting all over. American Financing, if you want excellent customer service, the, the right plan for you and your family, I want you to call American Financing now, 800 906 2440. 800 906 2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 1 82334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You've been a long-term listener of the program back uh, around 2010, I think. I started talking about the evil of Moloch and Baal and how I felt we were repeating all of the rituals. We just didn't know it. Well, a guy who's actually put meat on that bone, a great deal of meat, and I've learned a ton, uh, just reading the book Return of the Gods, is Jonathan Kahn, and he joins me now. Hi, Jonathan. How are you, sir? Hey, Glenn. Great to be. Okay, uh, I'm good yeah good to have you um so lay this lay this out for us uh first kind of just uh uh show the state that we're in and entering if we don't wake up
1: yeah the the you know i I got all sorts of emails recently when you shared the the dream that you had and you've been speaking about this for for a, a whole a whole while and the thing is that 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 we are witnessing changes in america that are massive that are irrational that even people who are not believers are saying what is going on right you know, that there's something right. and and so the the return of the gods is opening up this mystery and the, and the question being that what if behind all this it's not just uh, happening uh, randomly what if there's something behind it what if it goes back to ancient times and what if the gods that we you know we hear about mythologically they're they're not just tales but there's something behind them and what if they came back and what what if we opened the door for it? And the thing is that the, the Bible actually I mean always gives the answer and in the, the book of Deuteronomy it says that when they're worshiping when they when they're worshiping these gods, the word that it's used is the word Shedim. And the word Shadim doesn't just mean uh, you know mythology, it means spirits, it means principalities. It says they offered up their children to the Shedim, these spirits. When that word was translated into Greek by the rabbis, and they got into the New Testament, the word became daemonia. We get the word demon from it. And so what it's saying is behind these gods of the ancient world were these spirits. And the thing is that all over the world. And so, you know, when you, are, when you look at pagan culture, you're looking at the signs of spirit possession. It's all over. But then what happened to it? If to set the stage, what happened was, Jesus. Jesus happened. you know comes into the world the the gospel the, the Word of God goes into the pagan world goes into the, the world of the gods basically there's a clash that's why Christians were thrown to the lions in the, in the first centuries over the gods in the end it prevails and the gods are in a sense it's the twilight of the gods the temples of Zeus are abandoned the shrines of Dionysus are gone but the thing is if behind the gods are spirits then what happened to the spirits because the spirits don't die and to that that, the final kind of piece to set it up is this clue that Jesus gives he gives this parable he says when a spirit departs from a man it goes looking for a place to dwell doesn 't find it says i 'm going to go back to the, my house talking about the guy goes back to the man uh, finds the house or the or this man's state empty swept clean brings seven other spirits more evil than himself they repossess the man and Jesus said the last state is worse than the first but what people miss when they hear this is that at the end he says so it will be with this generation. He's not talking about just a guy. So the warning is, an entire civilization can get possessed, can be delivered, and can get repossessed. And the warning to America, or the warning to the modern world, is that any civilization, any nation, any culture that has been delivered of these things, like Western civilization has been, and it turns away from God, empties itself of God, the house is not going to stay empty. Something else is going to come in. And the spirit that were cast out of the house are coming back, or in other words, the gods will return. And we want to understand what's been happening to America for the last half century or so, and the West, is that it is this. We are witnessing a repossession. We're witnessing a paganization. You know, the, the spirits, the, the point is to turn a Christian nation, or a Judeo-Christian nation, into a pagan one. And you, you, you alluded to something, which is very profound, is that, look what, it, what happened when Germany turned away. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't neutral. It wasn't secular. it was demonic. Same with Russia. So that's what's happening right now. And we're witnessing it.
0: So it's a it's truly amazing. You make such a good point and you go through all the facts and we have you for an hour. So we're going to have you go through some of these things. But um, what's really important to remember Um, the first commandment in the torah you know christians will say you know i am you know the lord thy god and you'll have no other gods before me but in the torah it says i'm the lord your god who brought you out of the land of egypt out of slavery and our founders believed we were completing that journey and we made covenants so it's so we cleaned out that house we were delivered from slavery And now if you look at our society and you think, how could we have in eight years gone from abortion should be rare, legal and safe to shout your abortion? How can we go from a a society that says, hey, love is love and you should be able to marry whoever you want uh, to uh, drag queen shows with our preschoolers? How, how does this happen? The, it, the answer is evil is real and it has taken possession of this country. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, and when you look at the the kind of the original test case, and you're alluding to it, I'm mean, more than alluding to it, it's Israel. You know, Israel was in yep. covenant with God, and when they turned away from God, it didn't it didn't go well, and it and it was not neutral. What happened is these principalities came into the land. They ended up doing exactly what well, in, or other words, we're doing exactly what they're doing. We're replaying that. You know, you, you mentioned the the founders of America, John Winthrop. You know, he dedicated America to God, this Puritan, and, and he said, we'll be as a city on a hill. He says, if we follow God, then the blessings that came on Israel will come upon America. Well, it, it did. You know, we become the, we became the greatest, most blessed nation. But people forget what else he said. He said, if we turn away from God, if we turn to, and he literally says, to other gods, he says to the gods of our prophets, the gods of our, our desires, then the, the curses that came on Israel are going to come upon us. That is what we're dealing with. Exactly what happened to ancient Israel in fact not only not only exactly but the same principalities that came to Israel when they turned away from God have now come to America so we are replaying this ancient mystery and you know to much of the you know when you don't have, when you don't deal with God you just look at it just doesn't make any sense but when you you kind of take away the veil and see it it makes total sense
0: so I, I was on this track for a while and i'm so glad you wrote this book because you mm. taught me so much Uh, And I think it's it's a book that everyone in this audience should read. Um, It's called Return of the Gods by Jonathan Cahn. Um, But I I stumbled onto this about 2008. I was watching the uh, Occupy Wall Street people and they started using excrement to smear on things. And it, it it became so barbaric at times so ancient and i called a friend of mine who i think you know uh rabbi daniel Lappin, and Mm -hmm. i said what what's happening here and he said glenn this the these this is ancient rituals this is the kind of things that happened in the ancient world happened at the fall of france when they you Mm -hmm. know smeared excrement over everything and the more i look at Especially with our children, sacrificing our children oh, yeah. that was important. You talk about uh three gods. Let let's let's talk about the yes. first one, uh which yes. is Baal, I believe, is the first one for you.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah, the, I call in, in the return of the God. they call it the Dark Trinity. And you know, when you look at the fall of Israel, when they turned away from God, they, there are three main principalities or three main gods that really, really embody the whole fall. And the first one who's always mentioned, and you've mentioned him many times, the first, that you always mentioned first is Baal and or Baal. And the thing is that the name means literally, the, you know, I call him the possessor because that's what the name means. It means the possessor, the owner, the master, and the lord. And so the thing is, he's the first again. He almost like that, that spirit that, when Jesus speaks about that first spirit that comes back to the house. So th- this is what Baal did to ancient Israel, is a few things. One, it, says, it said once the door was opened, he began to, the spirit began to drive God out of every part of the culture. Every part. And that's exactly what's been happening to America. And, you know, we, you know when you look at the early 60s, we opened the door. You know, we said, we're going to take prayer out of school. We're going to take the word out of the and I think of, Well, it's a little thing, not a big deal. It was a real big thing. It's a real big deal, because you're taking God from the children, which is the future. It's going to set the course. And, and you know, the the law of Jesus in this, the the parable, is that the house, you empty the house, the house is not going to stay empty. So, you know, we took God out of the school. We took God from the children. Look at what has now come into the schools. Look at what has now come into the children, because it's not going to stay empty. And so what Baal does, we've been watching this progressive, driving God out out of the house of American civilization and the West. And that is a dangerous thing for any nation, any Christian nation to do that, or Judeo-Christian nation. This is going to, something else is coming in. So if you have the progressive driving out of God, out of the culture, out of the public square, or then also it says that Baal caused Israel to forget God. It was like an amnesia comes over the culture. Well, that's exactly what's happened to America. You know, when you look back before the 60s, you had an America where actually the the public school teachers are leading the children in the Lord's prayer. Uh, We can hardly imagine that now, because it has been so successful. We've not only forgotten God, we've forgotten that we ever knew God. You know, that's what happened to Israel. And then, it also says he caused them to overturn or abandon the ways of God. Well, we've been watching that progressively happen. We literally it literally causes us to literally strike down the 10 commandments. And it's not only in these I would say overt ways, but also in very in ways we don't even realize. For instance, you know, with monotheism, you have one god, you got one truth. You know, with with paganism, you have many gods and many truths. So all of a sudden there's this this thing in our culture that it's your own authentic truth. You know, if a man says I'm not a man, I'm a tree, well then that's his authentic truth. You know, that's not enlightenment. That's paganism you know and another another thing we wouldn't think about and I said but the The Bible says that when they turned away from God, when they turned to Baal, they started serving the works of their hands. They served their idols. You know, they become enslaved to their idols. Well, interesting, because when Paul, the Apostle Paul, speaks about the pagan world and the idols, he uses the Greek word techne. We get the word technology from it. So here we are now. We have become slaves to our own technology. We literally, you know, people are enslaved. A whole generation is enslaved to their phones, to the computer, and it says that they become become like the ones that they're idols. They become like, so we have a generation becoming less and less human. You know, we have, that one is just just addicted to this. And while our machines become more human, start taking more power, we literally have artificial intelligence that can now master us. So so in every single way, this is a process of paganization.
0: And when it comes to becoming more like our master, we're now talking about transhumanism. we're we're now talking about merging man with machine and that's five years away yep yeah,
1: and this is you know this is also part of it, Glenn. You know the, we have transhumanism, we have the merging of man and machine, we have the merging of man and animal. And when you look at the you know when you look at the ancient ancient paganism, you see that's exactly what they did. Number one is they put you know they had images of yeah. man and animal. Many of these gods are merging it. Well, we're doing the same thing now, not with clay but with the genetic code. You know, and also you know the person was basically was linked to his. There's confusion in paganism between. You know, image and reality, and the, you know, and basically the idol and God. So yeah, so we mer- we're merging ourselves with our works, with our, and also even we have virtual reality. We're confusing. We can't even. We don't even have a clear concept of reality anymore. This is all paganism. Okay, it's all the revival.
0: All right, so that is the first God. He is uh, the owner or the master, and it's Baal or Baal. Um wait till you hear the second and the third master We'll go there in sixty seconds more with Jonathan Kahn. The book is the Return of the gods a must read I've been listening to it on on audio and it's fantastic um all right, let me tell you a little bit about uh our sponsor It's preborn. There is nothing that is going to save this nation except God if you don't believe in God. Fake it until you do, Um, because it is the only thing that we can trust to save us. But we have to be on his side, not uh, he'll never be on our side. We have to be on his side. Jesus is very, very clear. You would have wished that you had never been born. I'll put a millstone around your neck and drop you in the middle of the sea if you harm children. There's a lot of harm to children going around right now and there is nothing that will bring us um, more meaning in our life and also more divine providence in our life than saving children. Preborn provides ultrasound machines and technicians and the the salary for them to be able to put them into women's centers, preborn women's centers and That's saving lives. You you go from a woman coming in for an abortion, 80% chance she changes her mind when she sees the ultrasound and hears the heartbeat. Ultrasounds, however, are expensive, and we need your help. Ultrasound, $28. You can make a donation of $5, a million dollars, whatever you have. But $28 is for every ultrasound. For every ultrasound machine, it's $15,000. Can you help save lives? Our goal is to save eighty thousand children this year, and we can do it. I want you to dial pound two fifty, say the keyword baby, pound two fifty, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash beck. That's preborn.com slash beck, sponsored by preborn. Ten seconds station ID. All right. The Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn. We're skipping an awful lot of stuff from the book, um, but I want to get to the three gods because you will see how we have moved. Now, I have two minutes here, uh, Jonathan. So, I mean, I don't know if you have plans tomorrow, but I may have to invite you back tomorrow to finish all of this. Yeah, um, we could.
1: Yeah, I'll be open if if, if we need. it. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, let me let me maybe this. If we have two minutes. Let me just let me throw in this and we can get to, you know, this fir, the first principality is the one that, as we said, Baal brings the rest. But the one thing I didn't even mention, and that is that the key sign that Baal has taken over a country is the sign in ancient times was the sign of the molten bronze. Bull. That was Baal's sign everywhere in Israel, everywhere. And could it appear in America? Go down in New York City, and you will right, kind of where the harbingers are. You will find a massive bronze molten bull. The people, the sign of Baal. They didn't know what they were doing. You know, they just put it up for another reason. But it is a sign of a nation that once knew God that's turned away, given itself to the gods. And by the way, also this principality, Baal, was the sign of the God of prosperity. So, what is the sign in America of our prosperity? A bull market the bull you know bullish all that so even without knowing it you know this is where this is what we do Um, to set the stage for the next one Baal had a wife, you know, the next of the dark trinity is a she, it's a goddess, and in the Bible, she's called Ashtora, but she's all over, this is called, in Babylon, she was called Ishtar, in Sumer, Inanna, in Greece, she was called Aphrodite, this is an ancient principality that is the goddess of unbridled sexual immorality, the uh, sex taken out of marriage, out of context, out of everything, and she was a prostitute as well, and so the thing is, there's so much to this but to set the stage is that what would we expect to happen well first you have the bail you have the turning away of
0: god hang on hang on hang on don't spill it all we'll be (laughs) back in just a couple of minutes more with jonathan kahn and the second the second god america is worshiping in they have no idea the name of the book is the return of the gods by jonathan kahn more in a minute The Glenn Beck Program. Barbara wrote in about her experience with relief factor. She said, I was hit by a car as a pedestrian. I had to learn how to walk again. And I was always in pain after that. But since I've been taking relief factor, I have found so much relief that I needed from that pain. Thank you, Barbara. I'm so glad that you're walking again. I'm I'm glad you're doing well with your pain. I know that uh, uh, I live with severe pain in my life for a while and Man, anything that gave me relief and I could keep, you know, my mind, I wasn't getting foggy from it. I was so grateful for and Relief Factor has changed my life. Three-week quick start available now. It's 1995. It's a trial pack. So try it for three weeks. It's not going to space you out. It was developed by doctors, but it's all natural. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about seventy percent of them have gone on to order more month after month. Just try it, will you? See if you can't get your life back—the life you were meant to live. It's ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com, or call eight hundred the number four Relief. Eight hundred the number four Relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP. You'll save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. So we are talking to Jonathan Kahn about his book, The Return of the Gods. And we're just going to have time just to scratch the surface on uh, these, these ancient gods that I believe are truly possess- possessing this country. We are not fighting Republicans and Democrats. We, we, we're not. We're not. There's an evil that has taken control of the people. And if we don't address the spiritual nature of this war we lose we lose Um, because this is and the only thing that will save us is i'm sorry to get all preachy on you but in the name of jesus christ depart you have no place here and us humbling ourselves recognizing his power the lack of power that we have uh, and apologizing and, and asking for forgiveness on the mistakes that we have made. Um, Jonathan Kahn has laid out the return of the gods in such a great way. It's a fascinating read. Um, and we were just going over Baal, and you were just talking about the next god that has been introduced into America. Yeah. This is the, in
1: the book, it's called the Enchantress, and this is the goddess of. Really sexual, unbridled sexual uh, licentiousness. She sexualizes cultures, and this, by the way, everything we're talking about happened to ancient Israel, just like it's happening to us. And so, it, in the Canaanite mythology, she was a she was the wife of Baal. But again, she's everywhere. So what we'd expect is that here you first have Baal, you have the turning away, early 60s. And by the way, none of these things have stopped. And then you have you'd expect to have now. It's in the Bible it says Baal, and then it's as Torah. She's often listed as number two. And so the next thing you'd expect to happen is a, some kind of transformation in the realm of sexuality will come upon America. It's exactly what happened. And we call it the sexual revolution. It's not an accident. That's what happens when this comes. And the thing is that if the principalities, if their agenda is to basically transform a Judeo-Christian nation into a pagan one, well this one does it through the realm of sexuality. She's a seductress. And and so she does it through, through using basically sexuality uh, to seduce a nation. and we look how powerfully this, this has been used ever since the 1960s. Well, the thing is, what happens with the sexual revolution? It's the overturning, basically, of Judeo-Christian values concerning marriage, concerning gender, concerning all that. It's one by one. And the thing is that she basically, in ancient times, and this is part of paganism, she, she sexualizes a culture. Remember, she's a prostitute, and so a prostitute takes sex out of marriage and puts it into the marketplace. So what we've been watching is the removal of sex from the covenant of marriage and the sexualization of our culture, the sexualization of our children everywhere. And in fact, you know, the Greeks, you know, when they, they worshipped her as Aphrodite and they, they called her the sacred prostitute, the word in Greek for prostitute, this is who she was, is the word porne, from which we get... Porno or pornography. She and it's not an accident, Glenn, because she is the basically this is the inventor of pornography. The first pornography on planet Earth is the literature and the images of this goddess. In fact, pornography means the literature of the prostitute, and so she basically, you know, basically our culture gets flooded with this. And this is the sign of this is the sign of basically ancient paganism put into high tech, you know, uh, internet and all that. But even when we say the culture as being eroticized. That comes from a Greek word, Eros. Eros was a god whose mother was... Ash Torah was this goddess, so she produces pornography. Porn comes from this and erotica. So we have this whole, this whole basically this this takeover of the culture. And what else does a prostitute do? Prostitute weakens marriage. So at the same time, we see the weakening of marriage, the destruction of marriage, the destruction of homes, the destruction of children. Well, that is all from this goddess. And and on top of it, Glenn, I mean, you know, just to touch on it, um, this was also the goddess of, of the occult, you know, and, and at the same moment, you have the revival, you have the sexual revolution, you have the revival of the occult, of tarot cards, of, of psychic hotlines, of fortune witches. tellers, yeah, witch, yeah, in fact, I'm glad you said it, because now, right now in America, there are more witches than there are Presbyterians, that's how far we have gone, another sign of paganism, so and this has not stopped to this day.
0: Okay. So we're going to have time for one more. I, I need to ask you if you would come back at the same time yeah. tomorrow because there's just so much because, to unpack here.
1: I think, I think the most explosive thing is that last part. Yeah. So, just, I'll come back. so
0: the, the last one is, and let's, let's spend five minutes on him. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. last one is the destroyer.
1: Yeah, the destroyer is the ancient god, again, that Israel turned to, that that causes parents to offer up their own children as sacrifices. This
0: is, Mol- this is Moloch. He is yes. the owl god. He is, it, I, and I'm telling you, I know with everything in me, we are worshiping Moloch right now. That's our oh, yes. society is worshiping the destroyer without even knowing it.
1: Yeah, and and that's the thing about all this is that without even knowing it is the key thing. Yet we're manifesting it all without realizing it. You know, the when Israel turned away from God, they started offering up their own children, and actually, this is the sin that destroyed the nation. This is what Jeremiah cried out against. This is what brought judgment. Well, you know, this is this is the most pagan act. And by the way, it was not uncommon because in the pagan world, it was not uncommon to have human sacrifice, child sacrifice, and as right. as you and also it was not safe to be a child not just with abortion but infanticide abuse we're watching it now you know and so the thing is just like clockwork you have first you have you have the Baal, you have the turning, you have Ashtora, the sexual revolution, and then what comes next? At the end of the 60s, we begin to offer up our own children. And, you know, 1970, we start introducing it, becomes legal across the land in 1973. We start offering up our children. This is the most pagan of acts. And the thing is, you remember, Jesus said when they come back, you know, these spirits come back, they come back worse. Well, Israel offered up thousands of children. We have offered up over 64 million of them. They come back worse. And when I look at how, you know, you look at the ancient sacrifices, the child sacrifices they offered up, you see the same, the same manifestation in abortion. Example, why did, you know, why did these parents even offer up their children? Because they were told, if you do it, this God is going to bless you. It's going to give you prosperity, going to give you a financial gain. Your fields are going to prosper. Well, why are women told to do this? Because they're told, well, you know, if you have a child, you're going to lose your, your, your career, you're not Make, you're not going to be successful. You're not, well, same thing. Another thing is, which children were offered up to this God more than any other? It was the children of the poor. They, in fact, rich people even paid poor people to have their children. Well, which which children are, are offered up to abortion more? than It's the children of the poor, children of minorities and the poor. And so everything. In fact, I I put in the book. You know, they, they consider this holy. I mean, this is crazy. But this is what happens when you turn away from God. They consider it holy. But the thing is, the, the there are actually abortionists today, radical feminists that actually speak of abortion as a holy sacrament. Oh yeah, a holy sacrifice. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's crazy. But I, I, you wouldn't believe it. But I, but that's why I put it in the book. Yeah, no, it's
0: absolutely, uh, absolutely true. Where was it in uh, uh, New Mexico recently? Uh, you had the uh, Church of Satan or whatever they're called, the Satanist Church actually start an abortion clinic and they said it was ritualistic sacrifice uh i mean it's it's uh we we have just gone so far off the uh, beaten path what's frightening to me is you know you say let's look at these they started in the 60s through the 70s but we have taken a turn of acceleration on all of these things yes like nobody's business. It's, it's, it's like birth pangs, except they're coming every day stronger and stronger. We're about to give birth to something that is, uh, we're not going to, if you saw Rosemary's baby, you don't want to look at this baby, what we're yeah. giving a birth to
1: yeah interesting that you say that because we're talking about giving birth and we're talking about abortion and we're talking about death you know the bible actually speaks in those terms giving birth to that and you know what you what, you know what we talk about when you talk about rosemary's baby is that you know the bible all, all, ultimately says and end time, it talks about the end times and it talks, about, it talks about all these things that are happening it talks about seducing spirits right. it talks about it all leading to something you know as you know when you turn away from god there you know there's no other there's no other alternative you're you turn away from the light there's going to be darkness. You turn away from God, it's paganism. Even if we don't call it that, we are subject to the same thing. And so, you know, Glenn, when, it, when it fir- they first come in, or when these spirits come in, they come in in the name of tolerance. You know, anything goes. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you just do your own thing. That's only to open the door in a Judeo-Christian civilization to say, you know, be open to it. But once the, the gods or the spirits get in, and once they get empowered, as you said, it's accelerating. Once it happens, then t- Tolerance goes out the window. Then okay. it becomes, every knee shall bow. Then it becomes, if you don't celebrate with us, we're going to cancel you. And that's what happened in ancient times in Israel. That is what's happening now.
0: And it's um, what's terribly frightening is all of the things that our doctors now are talking about, gender mutilation, um, yeah. they're talking about transhumanism, All of these things were the ideas of the early eugenicists in America and in Germany. And we have the ability to do some of those things now. And it is seemingly that the first ones that were offered up on the altar or were the high priest were the scientists and medical professionals in Germany. And it's happening here in America And for some reason, we just can't seem to wake up from this nightmare. Too many of our friends are asleep. And I, I, I never thought I never understood how the people in the Bible didn't see, hey, we just did this. Um, But we're doing that ourselves and how our friends and neighbors who are good, decent people are under a spell where they just are defending evil something that you know they don't actually believe they they don't they wouldn't have said that 10 years ago and here yeah, they are it's, yeah it it's- Yes, you know, yeah. Just a few years ago, they, it would be a horror. It'd
1: be crazy. This is exactly what we're talking about because this is not natural. You know, this is something that is supernatural. This is of the spirit because you cannot explain it rationally. When you look at, you know, when you mentioned you mentioned Germany, which is so important in this because because that gives a warning sign to us. The thing is that here were good people. I mean, you know, you know, decent people, and yet what happened to them? This was a national possession. I mean, this was a repossession. They were embracing what they once called evil. You know, the Bible says, what are those who call good evil and evil good? Well, we're in that now, and, you know, sometimes we say, you know, I can't, I can't see how could this... Not well, listen, if I was there back in Germany, I would have said this, well, you're there, you know. Or if I was back in the Bible when they were doing this, I would say this, well, you're there now. These are truly biblical times, you know. Yeah, in, fact, in fact, the times when we, you know, we weren't dealing with these principalities so blatantly, that's the exception. When you look at most of the Bible times, they're dealing with it, you know and it's only the gospel or the power of god and the word of god that has been the antidote but once you take it out you do so at your own peril
0: uh jonathan we'll have you on again tomorrow to finish this and show the way out uh tomorrow i am i'm asking you as an audience member to fast and pray for our nation um reading in matthew earlier this week when the when the apostles can't figure out how to exercise why is it not working for us and it works for you jesus uh jesus says because all these things come from fair, from fasting and praying if we don't fast and pray we, we we won't be able to exercise this we have to shake this evil and chase this evil out of our own lives so tomorrow on good friday i ask you to join me in fasting and praying for our nation Uh, Please spread the word and Jonathan Kahn will return tomorrow. Um, We're going to try to get him into the same hour tomorrow uh, to uh, finish this. The name of the book is The Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn. The Return of the Gods. Okay, there's a couple of things going on. Um, This morning, I was talking in hour one of the podcast about the uh, job numbers and uh, we're not expecting anything really great uh, to happen. In fact, the market is starting to realize that, uh, gee, I guess uh, all that glitters is not gold, and gold is gold. It is just past the $2,000 level. It was up to, uh, I think, 2020, um, a $38 rise for gold just yesterday and $0.93 cents for silver the Citigroup just said, "In the very near term, they see gold at 2,300 and then up. Uh, gold is battling the dollar right now, and as the dollar loses value, gold is the, the storehouse. It is the only thing that doesn't have, you know, a challenge to it, a downside, somebody else that it owes to. So please call Goldline today. Get your hands on some gold or silver and protect yourself and your family. Goldline is offering one free ounce of copper Mayflower round with every quarter ounce gold Mayflower round that you acquire uh, for direct delivery to your home. Just call Goldline today. Do your own research. Find out if it's right for you. They have meant gold or silver, but find out. Please protect yourself. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com the Glenn Beck program sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com not sure if I hit this yesterday and I was planning on doing a lot on it today and we got waylaid so we're gonna have to talk about it again tomorrow but Jamie Dimon Uh, He is, you know, he's the titan and, uh, you know, one of the big guys that uh, donates to the Democratic Party. Um, He is the chief executive of J.P. Morgan Chase. He just made a statement in his annual shareholder letter permitting reforms are desperately needed to allow investment to be done in any kind of timely way. This is global climate change we may need to evoke eminent domain because we're simply not getting the adequate investments fast enough for grid solar wind and pipeline initiatives so what they're saying is people aren't willing to just you know give them the land they're not willing to give up their farmland so the government's just gonna have to go in and just take it it's one of the most incredible things coming the head of J.P. Morgan Chase that is astounding to me uh and uh no no the answer is mm, no what if they really want it though no yeah but they need it for nope. the environment let me think about the no and back program